The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out, you know, the show that we're all about beauty for all things. So whether it's to educate, inform, and inspire consumers on all things beauty, today we're going to be talking about beauty on the inside, not inside of you, but actually inside your house. Now, I know this time of year with the holidays, we start pulling out the big bins of all the holiday stuff. So the Christmas stuff, the Hanukkah stuff, everything. We start loading our house with all of this decor and I love it because it's, you know, I got the the silvers, the golds, the lights. You know, I have a tree that matches my house, which has orange balls on it. Um, I decorate my fireplace and hang the stockings. And my house feels so warm and cozy um, that, you know, after the holidays is all over and I have to take it all down, I look at my space and it's so boring and bland and not exciting at all. So I am excited to then share with you the guest I have today. So it's Drew Noreen and he is with Jonathan. Jonathan Adler. Um, and as a designer, he's going to help us with not only some holiday tips on how to kind of maximize whatever holiday decor you are putting up, despite the size of space that you have. But we're going to talk about more of the after effect when you take the holiday stuff down and your house just looks boring at that point. And what are some creative, inexpensive ideas that you can do, how to be able to create a splash of something new or repurpose what you already have into something else. So welcome, Drew. Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. So, all right. So first of all, does this happen to you? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I already pulled out all my boxes and and dug into my holiday stuff and um, you know, it's, it's, you know, for lack of a better term, but the perfect term, it's like Christmas, you know, you, you, sometimes you forget the decorations that you have, you pull them out, you yeah, get Because who excited. throws away their decorations? No. I don't know anybody that nobody, really Nobody, nobody. You, you may gift them to somebody <laughs> yeah. else, but I, nobody throws them yeah, out. Yeah, I know when I kind of changed a color scheme with my, you know, decorations a little bit, um, that... You know, when it when I wasn't doing traditional red and green anymore, I did. You know, I, I donated all of those mm-hmm. ornaments and and the stuff that was connected to those colors. You know, went and got some new colors and stuff like that. And yeah. you know, and there, there's a lot of work first of all to putting all this stuff up. Yeah, definitely um, time and planning, and and also over the course of a year. I mean, who knows what has changed within your home. Now, the place that you put your Christmas tree last year may not be the place that you're putting it this year. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I got this one little spot that my tree goes perfectly, and I have so many lights around it (laughs) that I don't need lights on in my house. It is a beacon uh, for a tree. And uh, but I I can't wait when I get home, even if it's like during the day, I can't wait to get home and, you know, plug it in and have it on and have that ambiance with it and, you know, get my fireplace all kind of lit up and decorated. And I I do. I really enjoy this. But I and it, it, it there's that part where 
I dread dread bringing out all of the stuff. Yes. And the starting of it is overwhelming. But then once you start opening up the boxes, it is kind of like Christmas. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I forgot I had that. Oh, I love this. Exactly. Then you get excited and you start to put it up. And then, of course, it's after the first of the year, which I've always heard this thing that you should never take your Christmas tree down until after New Year's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's always like, you know, January 2nd, I'm, you know, the tree's going down. Um, and I'm packing it all away, and I'm looking at my space. And for a minute, it's like, oh, it's so clean. But then there's that other minute where I'm like, it's so boring. It feels empty. It feels empty. Yes. It really does, yeah. yeah. And then I want to completely redecorate my house. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to completely redecorate it. And so, of course, there's the big things that you could do in the redecorating world, and then there's the small things, and then there's the things that you can repurpose, and yeah. then there's the things that you can paint. So we're going to talk about all of that. But you've been my friend for a long time, and you're one of the most creative people that I know. Uh, So I, you know, so it's it's kind of like you know we're on this, you know, when you do those brain tests where it's like, are you a creative or are you an analytic? Yeah, yeah. I am like forty nine fifty one, so I'm kind of like right there in the middle. I don't have an incredibly creative side, but I'm also not you know super analytical. Yes, I got that brain that has a good balance of both. So I, I enjoy the creativity side, but I also I'm good with the other side as well. But you're you're very creative, I'm, and I am very inspired by some of the the things that you do, the things you design. Thank you. So uh, tell us a little bit about how your creativity started. Yeah, um, I'm I'm very much so a, a right. Brainer, I think yeah. they say that's the mm-hmm. creative side. Um, for me, oh my gosh, as far back as I can remember, when I when I was little, uh, you know, probably started with Lego sets. You know, my mom would buy me a Lego set, and of course, you know, you follow the directions and you build it for what it's supposed to be, you know, and play with it for five minutes uh, if you're me, and then you break it apart and you mix it in with all your other Legos and you just build whatever you you see in your mind at that moment and I remember my mom saying that she thought I was going to be an architect um, and and then painting and drawing was art was always um, a very big thing in my life growing up and I had some awards that I had won um, when I was younger and my mom always recognized um, the the natural creative aspect of myself and, and always encouraged and pushed me um, to follow that path. And ultimately, that led me into beauty. Um, well, I should say first that my mom worked um, for Phoenix Home and Garden Magazine. And oh, Phoenix so, she, Magazine was, so she has some creativity. Almost 20 too, years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So growing up, I was always around and exposed to interior design. Um, and then I fa- and then fast forward, I, I fell into beauty. Um, which became a very natural fit. And I had a a very beautiful, no pun intended, um, a very beautiful career uh, for eight years with beauty. And um, then I got an itch and and I felt like I wanted to start making the inside of people's homes as beautiful as, you know, their their physical exterior um, on on their person. So um, that leads me to where I am today with you. Nice, yeah. So I know that Drew's done some incredible artwork. I've saw some of it posted on his Facebook, um, and that's really something I think you should continue to keep always nurturing yeah. and uh, you know forming yourself as that artist. But it's 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 that's the creativity I didn't have. So my sisters were really good at at drawing. My eldest sister now. Um, she is amazing at painting. She's painting on canvas right now and yeah. taking some courses. And it's incredible what she does. I never felt like I had that gift. 
Um, my creativity probably comes more in my thoughts, ideas, my yeah. ability to speak, um, marketing kind of things, branding pieces and stuff like that, but it, developing programs. But it was never that traditional, you know, um, artsy type of approach with my creativity. So in looking at being somebody that's really creative and, and now looking at it from a home decor type of, type of uh, arena, we want to talk about some ideas of what this means. So you're right now, you're uh, at Jonathan Adler, which Correct. which tell us a little bit about that because I'm interested in him. Yeah, yeah. So um, Jonathan Adler is located at the Biltmore Fashion Park in Phoenix. Um, he started uh, in 93 uh, with a pottery line, actually, that was picked up by Barney's. Um, Jonathan grew up in New Jersey, was living in New York City at the time. Um, and everything that he did was by hand. Um, beautiful white pottery um, from from Barney's, it, it kind of started to expand and grow to a point where he was no longer able to produce the pottery pieces that people were asking for. Um, he couldn't keep up with the demand, which is always uh, a great and humbling experience. Um, since then, fast forward um, over 20 years, and he now has 29 stores worldwide. Um, there's 27 within the United States. And he is a full-blown design showroom now. Um, you can get everything with us from candles to um, sofas to rugs, um, Christmas ornaments, which we currently have in the store. Uh, every year he comes out with a new line. They're, they're actually kind of um, sought after. We have clients that come in and oh, I bet buy them every year. Yeah. And the only thing on their tree is Jonathan Adler ornaments. Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and makes her a very, very um, creative tree. You know, there's, oh, yeah, there, sure. I have one um, that's shaped like a foot, and mm -hmm. then I have another one that's shaped like a poodle. Um, but it looks like a balloon animal poodle. Yeah, well, it definitely makes it a statement piece. So yes. it's not just a Christmas tree with traditional yeah, balls and ornaments. it's a whimsical. It becomes a, a whimsical it's piece. It's very much a statement piece in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because I have a lot of listeners that are all over the world here. Um, so how many stores were there again? There's 27 in the U.S., uh, and then we have two in London um, okay. in the U.K. But we, we've got a website, jonathanadler.com, um, which, of course, you can shop from anywhere in the world. And have it shipped to you anywhere yeah, in yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So we're going we're gonna to point out some of the things that are trending right now and everything. But I want to go back to the holidays before we have to take our first break. Um, and really, like, like you live in a small studio space. Yep, 535 I'm, square feet. I yeah, think and, and I'm in, uh, you know, maybe like a 1,500 square foot home. Um, and I really am just looking at what are some ideas that people can do if they don't want to do the traditional tree and, and they don't have a fireplace, what are some decorative things that they can do in their home just in regards to the holidays to just make it feel more festive? Yeah, well, one thing that is always really, really fun, um, I have a house full of plants. You would think it was Jumanji if you came over. Um, but what's great is if you don't have a Christmas tree, tie bows, buy, go to the dollar store, go to Michael's Hobby Lobby, buy ribbon that's beautiful and festive and colorful and tie bows around the pots of your plants. Or just create ribbon around the plants yeah. like you would yeah, a, yeah. A, so a holiday tree. They become your tree. If you're my mom, she has a very tall palm in her house and she actually puts um, 
poinsettia flowers in in amongst the tree and mm. hangs little ornaments off of it. So she makes her palm tree her Christmas tree. Nice. Um, which is cute. And, you know, she lives on her own, so there's not really a reason to pull out a huge tree. Um, other great way, if you don't have a fireplace, a collection of candles. If you have um, an entry table or a larger cocktail table, you can put a collection of candles lit all at the same time. Not only if you have scented candles, will they make your home feel warm and, and festive and smell good, but you get the ambiance and the warmth and the, um, the feel of what a fireplace would give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought about that because I do do a lot of candles even in front of my fireplace. Yeah. Even though it's a fireplace. I exactly, do. yeah. Yeah, and so having all different them grouped sizes together. grouped together or exactly. yeah, multiples and stuff like that. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, a warm throw on, on the sofa, of course, always, you know, makes it feel more homey and more wintry. Yeah, you know, this is— um, snuggle. This is one of the things that I've always thought about. And I'm sure that there's people that do that, you know, that designers that make their own candles and stuff like that. But I don't want to buy a red candle just because it smells Christmassy. Maybe I just want a white cr- candle that smells Christmassy. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't, maybe I, I don't mind a green candle, but maybe I don't like pine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I want the color candle that I want, but I want the fragrance that I want too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, that's, so. um, that's an interesting thing because I feel, you know, at the holiday time, um, a lot of the candles do become that red and that green color, and they're going to smell like cinnamon, and they're going to smell like evergreen. Yeah, and I don't like either one of those scents. <laughs> I don't like my house smelling like either one of them. Maybe maybe pine, not so much, but yeah. then it kind of is like gives so, it that clean smell. A but. great alternative, because if you think, what are some of the other smells that remind us of the holiday? Things like fresh cookies, fresh pastries, um, baking. So finding a white candle is very easy that's going to smell like Vanilla cookies or, um, you know. I like that. Uh, uh, frosting or, you know, those sort of homey candles that remind you of mom's baking. Yeah. But um, I also like the idea of various colors and scents, too. So I like that. Okay. Now, I love watching these shows in the morning that um, where they give you these holiday table ideas. Yes. Um, and I always think, oh, I'm going to do that this year. It's It would be very inexpensive. Give me some ideas that I can just put on my dining room table. Oh, my gosh. Well, if the, first of all, if there's a pine tree anywhere within walking distance of your home, go snip off a couple branches of pine, and you can lay them down in the center of your table. Um, get a few, like, hurricane glasses that hold mm. candles and strewn those through, you know, the, the – um, the pine branches and, you know, uh, maybe even get uh, some burlap twine and tie bows around the hurricane um, holders. Oh, and, I like the burlap. And one. already you have a, a very natural, a very simple, almost free tablescape mm-hmm. um, uh, and a, a, a festive red table runner down the center um, to offset the green of the branches. And, I mean, you're, you're, you're good. Yeah, I know and that, that could be um, so easy and simple. We're going to talk about these trends that are more of after you take all the Christmas and the yes. holiday decor down, um, and you know what are some some new pieces and 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 I just being on the John, Jonathan Adler site, there's a lot of silver and gold. Yeah, <laughs> metallics are really big. So yes. I, and I like them. especially with us. Yeah, I like the metallics around the holidays too. I feel like I can just throw it all in. Like I have silver and gold on my tree. Absolutely. Um, and I blend those tones together type of thing. So I know that we're going to be talking a little bit about that, but I think it makes it feel really elegant. 
absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it reminds me of the song, you know, Silver and Gold, which for some mm-hmm. reason we seem to hear more at holiday time um, than anything. But but the song is true. You know, Silver and Gold, they're, they're beautiful together. But it's interesting how at the holiday times, it, it, that seems to be the moment where people take that logic that you can't mix metals together, like brown and black. Or even the coppers. You know, how, There's a lot of copper going on yes. right now. So, and the holiday is the time where we always seem to mix them together mm-hmm. and, and we're okay with it. W- the way that we look at it as Jonathan Adler and also the way that I look at it um, myself as a designer is, you know, if you had a whole house of nothing but brass and gold and then you plopped this massive... We'd be putting me back in the 70s. Yes, yes, okay. we would. But imagine if you plopped a, just a big silver piece in the middle of it, it would, it would probably stand out mm-hmm. like a sore thumb. But if you naturally just intermix elements of metallic through your home, they work together. The silvers will enhance the golds. The golds will enhance the silvers. They'll play off the coppers. And at that point, a collection of metallics becomes harmonious versus competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine uh, for a woman, jewelry. How often have you layered bracelets on your hand that are silver or gold or metallic? And I see you have a mix of jewelry right I now. I do. It's, yeah. I, and I used to be a fanatic about only having silver on or only having yes. gold on. But now I'm blending it all. I don't have any bracelets on yeah. my wrist, but normally I have like But several. you notice when you, when you blend them together and there's a balance, they work together. Metallics are neutrals. If you think about it, mm-hmm. um, there's there's not a really a specific color to it. it. It's an it's a natural earth tone, gold, silver, copper. They're they're natural elements. So, putting them together, they work together. Um, it's it's a matter of being willing to experiment and find the balance that works for you, right. so you can keep it in your home year round. Right. So so it's easy to do around the holidays, but then we kind of get caught up on a particular theme. Yes. You know, once we take down yeah. all of our holiday decor. Um, but those metallics are yeah. really popular, and we'll talk about those a little bit more when we come back from a break. So I'm interested from my listening audience here, you know, how many of you have that same feeling that when all the decor is up, it feels very festive, and when you take it down, you are just ready to implode your house and start all over again. Um, so when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some repurposing, some creative ideas, yes. and that new feel that maybe you want for yourself and the space that you live in. Because the space that you live in is really important to the energy, the love, it's the joy. It's an extension of you. It is an extension of you. And if your space doesn't feel good, you don't, you don't feel, feel good, good. Or you don't want to go home Correct. at the end of the day. Yes. So, yeah, so I'm a fanatic about making sure that my space has a level of beauty in it that really resonates um, with me. Um, even though I can't make big structural changes in the space that I'm yeah. currently what in right now. What can What yeah. can you do? So how do you feel about that? What, and we're going to share some ideas. But if you feel the same way I do where it's you're just ready to start from scratch, uh, Drew's going to share with us some really creative ideas. So if you have some ideas too, we're interested in hearing that. And you can tweet me, Bonnie Bonadeo one or send me a message on Facebook, Beauty Inside and Out Show. I'd love to hear your ideas as well. We'll be posting some pictures and some creative ideas on the Facebook. Facebook account, so be sure to look at that as well. All right, we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm here with Drew Noreen. He is a designer at Jonathan Adler. But I've known Drew for many years, and he's spent a good portion of his years in the beauty industry, um, traveling around the country as a freelance artist, working New York Fashion Week. He's always had a creative flair and a creative bug inside of him, and he decided to embark on a career in interior design. Um, he's a painter, an artist, uh, a, a repurposer, a take nothing and turn it into something kind of person here, which uh, I'm always inspired by those creative type of people. Um, and, you know, and then also being able to apply that creativity, Drew, to your personal space, um, which, you know, it's it's like whether you have 500 square feet or 7,000 square feet, uh, but being able to really manage space well. So our show today is not necessarily about beauty of the person, but beauty of your space. So, Drew, we, we left off the break with, you know, that that feeling of we take all of our beautiful, festive, holiday stuff down, and then we're looking at our space and we're dissatisfied with it. We're thinking, I want to redecorate. I want to throw this couch out onto the curb for, you know, bulk trash day. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's what I've been saying to myself lately. Um, And I... I just I look at it and it looks dull and you know and I'm in a you know I'm renting right now so it's not like I can do structural changes or you know I have painted a wall yeah. which is great and I know that those are really good decorating ideas to be able to do but I there's not a lot I can do with the structure itself I have to kind of add you know a pillow a throw yeah a, a new coffee table. Type. Yes, I have to figure out how to fill in the space in order to make it as incredibly homey as I can. And you know, sometimes I don't have the flooring is a mess, and it's not something that I'm that I can change. So I have to work with what I have. Um, so let's talk about some ideas then. Big. Let's talk big. You know, uh, the new furniture. Big. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's talk small. The little things you can do to enhance your environment. Um, and and get that love back to your Absolutely. to your space. Absolutely. So, I mean, like you said, painting is is always one of the biggest and easiest and cheapest impacts you can make mm-hmm. into a home. It always drives me crazy, you know, when you're watching those um, those home shows on HGTV or TLC. I love and, those shows. You know, and the woman walks in and she's like, "Oh, but the color is awful," and you're just and you're thinking, "Oh, but for twenty dollars and a gallon of paint, it could be any color you want." Right. Um, right. Twenty five dollars and a little bit of sweat. But that's a perfect example. 
how the average person can immediately hit a block of not knowing where to go. If the only thing you're seeing is this color that you don't understand and you don't like, sometimes that's impacting enough for you to not even be able to make a decision of, do I paint it lighter? Do I paint it darker? You know, do I paint it cherry red? Like, where, where do I go with this? Mm-hmm. Um, but do I paint one wall? Do I paint the whole room? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Different yeah. colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, and that can already alone just become overwhelming. But let's, you know, let's say you've got white walls and that's not the case. And we're talking about filling your space and the biggest changes you can do um, with furniture, uh, rugs, large area rugs. You mentioned maybe not liking your flooring. Mm-hmm. Find an area rug that has the pattern you like, the colors you like, um, whether it be a solid colored rug or a patterned rug that intermixes colors together. Something that inspires you for your space. And then find one that's large enough that it it doesn't flood your room with... But it involves the, the design. Exactly, exactly. So your focus becomes more on the rug and less the floor that it's trying to cover. It becomes an anchor yeah. to your space. Okay. Then yeah. you start filling in with things like sofas and um, coffee tables or what we refer to it at Jonathan Adler as cocktail tables, which sounds far more fun anyway. Oh, it does. Doesn't yes, it? I like the, Let's yeah. sit around the cocktail table. Right. Yeah, because, you know, it, it, there is the coffee in the morning, but certainly I want to get to the cocktail yeah, in the afternoon. Yeah, there's more opportunity for cocktails during the day than there is for coffee. I agree. I agree. <laughs> At least in our minds. Um, but, you know, then, you know, what you're talking about is, is when you're looking at the larger furniture with a sofa, um, do you need something like a sectional? Do you need a regular sofa with a couple of chairs? Are you looking to bring pattern with the pillows and the sofa, or do you want that to feel more solid and neutral and add your pattern in your color with the accessories mm-hmm. in the space. Yeah. Um, the sofa is so important because it's where you spend most of your time when you're at home. Is there a difference between a sofa and a couch? No, no, there, there, <laughs> there isn't. People, yeah, because I know people in one side of the country to the other, it's like it's a couch, and it's like it's a sofa, it's Well, a it's like pop and soda. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, they are essentially one and the same. Um, but, you know, for us right now, uh, what we're seeing a lot uh, in interior design, and not just with Jonathan Adler, is a lot of mid-century inspired pieces. A lot of the brasses and the polished nickels and coming tufted. back in. And tufted. Yeah. Lots of tufting. And um, f- for Jonathan Adler, you know, our, our motto is um, modern American glamour. Mm. And mid-century meets Hollywood Regency is mm. really the line that we live but that's, on. But that was always such a fascinating time of yes. decor. It felt elegant, but it was yeah. still livable. And it still is. It's yeah. kind of like the black dress of interior design. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a good structured mid-century sofa, you could have a crazy sculptural modern cocktail table that you know works harmoniously with the clean lines of your sofa. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's finding those balances, those statement pieces that give you focus in your space, but when you stand back and you look at it as a whole, they they become a collection even though they're totally different from each other. Yeah, so we're we're coming off of the crate and barrel world where it was kind of 
woodsy and big and bulky and yes. oversized yes. type of furniture and stuff like that. So let's imagine that, you know, that that's what our homes look like is, is so, you know, so, but you could do one of these more modern uh, mid-century coffee tables and still have your big bulky couch as a, as a transition. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and in that case, you know, what, what you want to do is instead of you know, worrying about how do I make my my large, you know, super cushy couch look less large, why not, in fact, actually enhance it? Why not throw a few more pillows on it, add a throw, a blanket, and turn it into an intentional, oversized, overly stuffed, super cushy, I want to jump into it sofa. Make it more of what it is instead of trying to find a way to make it less of what it is. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that's that, good. I love I love the idea of that. That was that reminds me of one of the shows that I had on when we were talking about um, taking foods from your kitchen and applying them to your body and face as beauty yes, treatments. Yes. Um, but then we got into the health conversation, and so this is this is also fits here too, where where it's like people have a really hard time getting into healthy habits. And part of it is is because we don't want to just eat healthy. So if I had the choice of, you know, steak and potato and, and salad, I'm going to choose the steak and potato. Yeah, of course. But to still incorporate, to add in more healthy choices without taking away yes. those less healthy choices. Exactly. That's the same thing you're saying. So yeah. instead of trying to take away the big bulky couch that maybe you're just not ready to transition out of, um, you know, add to it. Exactly. And if you did you know, a, a cleaner, more streamlined um, cocktail table or a very clean um, and sleek entertainment center, mounted the TV on the wall. Things that um, carry more of a low profile, then the couch also starts to feel less less um, dominant. large, less dominant, yeah. because it, it, the, the pieces around it then are are styled and designed around the size and and um, the stature of the sofa. Right. If you have a large coffee table with a large sofa and a large entertainment center, now everything in your space feels way Over, too big. Oversized. Way oversized. Let the sofa be oversized, but let everything else play um, less of a feature. Yeah, it's it was like all those big, bulky wall units yes you know of yeah. course thank god they're all going out because none of the tvs fit in them anymore no no uh, and we're putting the tvs on our wall exactly uh, but it was yeah and it just it you know and listen the, the space is very interesting right now so if, you know if, you may have a really large house but you know filling it up with a bunch of big yeah. big bulkiness is not really the trend right now no no and, and in a large home it's very easy to get into something like that because you know if you have a if you have a um, a thousand square foot uh, living room and dining area, that's that's it's a lot of room to put some furniture, mm -hmm. and it can be very easy to overbuy what you need. And Maybe the furniture isn't too big, but over overbuy to try yeah. to fill your space. Um, and what's really trending now are all of these high rise condos that mm -hmm. are being built. Yeah. Well, you only have. 12, 1,500 square at, feet. At the most. Yeah, unless yeah. you're at the very top and, and maybe all, you've got a couple thousand. Right, and there's no walls. In other words, it's all an open floor yeah. plan. So the kitchen, the dining, and the family is it just one room. It all has to make sense to each right. other. Right, so then you have to be able to, yeah, you have to be able to coordinate those 
rooms yeah. together and still have them feel unique. Exactly. And exactly. so so I think I think this is where decor can come in. This is yes. where the smaller pieces can come in. Yes. And I'm glad that you said that, Bonnie, because thinking back to, you know, us talking about removing the tree and removing the decorations and then the space feels empty. Well, without thinking about it, but I'm going to make you think about it. When we decorate for Christmas, we essentially create vignettes within our home. Yes, that's true. We do. We look for the space that there's not anything, and that's where the Christmas tree falls. That's where, you know, um, the the holiday village goes up. It's where you, you know, you put stockings or gifts or w whatever the case may be. Um, and we fill that space. What we should be doing after Christmas and those things go away is creating vignettes in our home with the pieces that we have. Mm. So if you think when you walk into a furniture store, everything looks so perfect, it looks so placed, it looks so thought out. What you're seeing is vignettes that have been set into a space that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if they, you know, you see these small little rooms, well, the vignettes are set for the size of that room. That's why everything feels okay and it mm -hmm. feels cozy and comfortable. So when you're in your home and you're looking around and you feel like you have space to fill um, or that, um, you know, something is bothering you in one space and no longer works, look around and think, where else can I repurpose that piece of furniture? Where, where can that piece of furniture um, or that um, piece of pottery be moved to where it adds an additional um, focal point to my home, yeah. where it becomes something that's new, where I'm going to use it more? Um, so, uh, like the fireplace, if you have a nice mantle, a collection of pottery on the mantle uh, is really going to give you a nice collection and a nice image of um, height, visual interest, um, filling a space. Uh, so, that always, I think, is what becomes the first focal point. So, let's talk about some, like interesting, unique, small little pieces that you can support that vignette style that you're talking about. Um, so I, I know that you mentioned something about the lucite foot, and, and, and people would probably be like, I have no idea where I'm going to be putting a foot in my house. <laughs> but I w I, when I was in Jonathan Adler not that long ago, I saw this, uh, what, was it lucite? Or it's was, lucite, it's yeah. lucite, nose. It, it was a nose. Now I have this thing for noses, so <laughs> there you go, right? Um, it was... It was a gorgeous piece, but but at this point, like with the way my decor is, with the way that I have things set up, it's like I can't figure out a place to be able to put it. So I'm thinking I'm going to redecorate my whole house just so I can have this <laughs> nose in yes, my house. Yes, yes, yeah. So if you if if you're interested in this nose thing, just is it on your website? I'm sure yes, it is, right? Yes. Yeah. Go to jonathanadler.com and uh, you know search for the nose. But it just was interesting because at first you think, oh, it's a nose, and then you think, no, it's not. It's like a sculpture, and mm -hmm. then you're like, no, it's a nose, and you realize exactly. I want more of those type of statement pieces and less tchotchke pieces in my space now. Um, it's just it's just figuring out how do I do that? Where do I put the nose? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's interesting that, that you brought that up because we were talking about the nose and the foot earlier. Um, I actually have quite a few clients who have purchased those pieces. Um, one of my clients actually um, has a three-story townhome, 
And so on the second floor landing is where the living space is. And he put the um, the giant lucite foot on the floor. Okay, on the floor that makes sense. Right at right at the landing, and then in the wall there was already a cut out alcove mm, with that's a light a in place it, for the nose. which is where he put the nose. So yeah. in that case, they became um, they became an art piece. They became sculptural, yeah. um, um, whimsical conversation pieces. Mm-hmm. Right as you got yeah. to the landing of, of the living room. And it is kind of, I, I see that piece or certain pieces, like some of the pieces, the designer pieces that you see now that even if you're shopping in, you know, a home goods or something like that, yeah. um, there are those statement pieces that you're thinking, gosh, that is beautiful and I love the way that looks and feels. And you're thinking, but I don't have the right table for it. So then, you know, I, I'd be willing to make the investment in a new table in order for that statement piece yeah, to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> another client of mine, um, who has just a stunning home and she purchased the Lucite foot. And what's interesting is that they have um, these beautiful hand paper, hand painted wallpaper panels in their home with um, cherry branches and and Mm. birds flying and they're, they're stunning. And it's, there's a a deep Navy velvet tufted sofa um, and it feels very regal, like 20 foot ceilings, um, just stunning, beautiful. And she has a a white cocktail table in the center of, of that, that living room. And on it, we put a stack of books with, because she wanted something that felt more whimsical, that mm. added some color, but warm. That d- sounds but still, warm, but still warm and yeah. fun. And so, um, in this this otherwise rather formal feeling space, we we put um, a stack of books with um, a giant brass banana, which is one of the pieces we sell okay, at Jonathan Okay, I totally Adler. see this. And then on um, on the table as well, we did the giant purple lucite foot. And then offset by that was a collection of smaller um, trinket boxes that are brass and clear, green, and pink lucite. Each one is a different color. How big is this table? um, It's a regular cocktail size table. So uh, So about about 30 inches, 30, 36 inches in in diameter. It sounds like a lot, but I'm sure then the... You know the visual part of it. It's like I could see that happening. Yes. Th- this this is where my creativity kind of like shuts down too. Yeah. Like I need somebody to help me visualize placements or those yeah. vignettes. Like that. Like that's three different vignettes on one table. But essentially, but the way that they're working together, it it, it becomes it works. one harmonious table setting that is that is quirky and intriguing, and you see it as you enter the home, and it now makes this very formal living space feel um, welcoming and and almost childlike and and um, like anybody would want to go and spend time in that room. It invites you in. It says there's there's a sense of playfulness here. Right. It's not a stuffy room. Right. It's a playful room. Yeah. Um, and there's enough space still around the edges of the coffee table to to be able to put drinks and things like that. Right. Now, I know that you're probably like me and a lot of other people. We really enjoy watching these home improvement shows. Yes. And, you know, and then the, the way that some of them are do-it-yourself, you know, the DIYs yep. and, and or DIYs. And it's, there's, there's these ideas that I'm thinking, oh, this is great. I, I love the transformations they make. 
And um, certainly, you know, that's an option when you own a home and you want to do like the big rebuild and transformation. But you could just watch those shows and in five minutes they're doing some little decorative thing on the table <laughs> as they're finishing up the yeah. whole, you know, the whole transformation. And you're like, oh. That's something I could do. Why didn't I think of it? Yeah, that's certainly something I could do. So I love that. And I know that that you know neither one of us are experts on feng shui, but there's a lot to be said about feng shui. And and although there's some formalities to it, and you know they built entire cities on feng shui concepts, um, it's a feeling. It's a it's a it's feeling of harmony and creating that that flowing energy in your space. So and you I think we innately know this. So if we put something in there and it feels like it's consuming energy versus providing energy, yeah. then we move we it. We move it. We shift it around. So I think we're naturally doing this. The problem is is that uh we might need to just shift everything around just a little bit. Like mm -hmm. if you have the same couch up against the same wall, I know sometimes we're dictated by where the TV has to go and or yeah. you know, you have a door or a fireplace that's preventing you from being able to be in there, but it's it it really creates an opportunity. Do you feel good with the with the space? Is there energy being drawn into exactly. it versus energy being sucked out of it? So exactly. that's that's what we'll share in regards to feng shui. I think we know it. We feel it, and then we make those adjustments. Yeah. So we're going to take a break real quick, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit more um, on some design and other creative things you can do from a repurposing standpoint. Yeah. What can we repurpose from this, you know, all of what we currently have without having to spend a lot of money to this buy This is the fun part. To buy the new. So uh, you got some ideas? Uh, pop some pictures up on Beauty Inside and Out show. Um, send me a tweet. Let me know what ideas you have. If you got if you got a statement piece from, you know, anywhere, or even Jonathan Adler at this point, uh, send us a picture of that. And yeah, we'd love to see let it. Let us see how you've done that as well. How and you style your space. Yeah, we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, Finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. My guest here, Drew Noreen, uh, he is a creative designer, and I'm just going to call him a creative in general. Um, and we have been having the best time talking about decor. I'm, like, inspired right now. Yeah, like, I seriously great. want to, like, 
dump everything. And I'm, I'm kind of holding out because I'm intending to move pretty soon. So I'm kind of holding out on some of the bigger pieces because I, I need to make sure that they're going to be fitting in some fit in some new space. But I, I, I don't know what's stopping me from getting the new table or some statement pieces and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated with not having a new look. But of course, I'll wait till after the holidays when I take everything down. But right now, what I want to talk with you about is uh, re- repurposing repurposing what we have that, you know, what's old, we can make new again. Um, instead of, you know, throwing it out with the bathwater or sending it off to the goodwill. Um, what are some ideas that you have around repurposing? Oh, well, first of all, um, I'm pretty sure probably everything and anything can be spray painted. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's that's another, that's an easy um, trick right there. And in fact, there's plenty of times I've had something in my house where I thought, you know what, I'm just... I'm over it that way. And if I just spray painted this, you know, matte black or, or gold or, you know, silver, and all of a sudden it, it has a completely new feel. And I feel, you know, like I, I went out and I bought something, even though I just repurposed something that otherwise I didn't want anymore. Um, and it's the same with, with um, furniture. I, I had a, a chair that I purchased at an antique store with a, like a black vinyl on it. And it had a little bit of wear to it, and I and I kept it for a couple of years as it was, and then I looked at it one day, and I just thought, you know what, I'm 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 over it. The chair needs to be different. I want it to be a little funkier. I want it to be brighter, more fun. So I went out to Walmart of all places, and I found this this kind of white tufty chevron printed fabric mm. that kind of feels like those really soft microfiber blankets. Right. And I and I redid my chair. And and people always compliment me on it now. It's this, you know, beautiful kind of walnut-stained wood with this bright white chevron pattern, you know, fabric that's so soft and silky to the touch. And, and the chair has a whole different energy and a whole different life to it now. And that project probably cost me $15 at the most, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. But also sometimes repurposing isn't just about your own pieces. It's about repurposing things that you find. Uh, yes, true. So I found three three or four planks. I only took three home, but I, I found these these large planks of, of Douglas fir wood by a dumpster one day, and they looked perfect. Like, they hadn't been sitting outside. Um, somebody must have just put them there. And I had been looking for a dining table for a while, but being in a studio, there are some restrictions to the space, and a regular-sized dining table is not an ideal thing for me. Um, and I laid them down on the floor, these boards, and I thought, well, that that seems like it could be a, a good size for a dining table. So I took them home, and I, I went and I bought wood glue and clamps and glued the, the pieces together, power sanded them down, smoothed it all out, um, and, and went to Home Depot and I bought copper piping and I built a base and, and you know, it was kind of like my little project for a, a week or two. And, and when all was said and done, though, I had a completely custom, one-of-a-kind dining table that fits flawlessly into the space that I had to put a table in. Mm-hmm. And people compliment me on it. They always say how cool and how fun it is. And it's exciting for me to share that I built it. But also the project, you know, it cost me in the end, I think, about a couple hundred um, for supplies and and copper. But 
I mean, you could go to Ikea and you could buy a dining table and it's going to cost you the same, if not more. And, you know, uh, how many millions of people have the same table that you just bought? So repurposing something really uh, can be quite an experiment. You, know, you go to places like Goodwill and you find something and you see it and, it, and it's, you know, maybe the silhouette of it is beautiful or um, the the piece itself serves a functional purpose, but the actual appeal of the piece is not mm-hmm. intriguing by any means or it's worn or it's old or, you know, whatever the case may be. Those are things, you know, a couple dollars for a can of spray paint to paint your couple dollar find at Goodwill and for, you know, mm-hmm. five or ten bucks, you have a piece that looks totally brand new and adds an, a different element to your home. So if we, so, and that's really easy because I was just thinking about when you were saying that and I got, again, I got inspired here. Um, like I have a lot of dark, like walnutty wooden frames. Yes. And it's, it's my photography. I, I, I am very much an amateur photographer, but I, these are from my travels and they just, they speak to me. They make me feel good. I, I kind of am more architectural in what I photo versus people. Yeah. Um, but I could take those frames and, you know, just tape off, tape off the glass part and I could turn those into what's in right now is all the metallics yep. and do like a silver gold collection yep. of these images versus them, versus them being the walnut dark yeah. wood. I can already picture it. And totally it. change yes. the way that that whole wall looks with that. Yeah. And what would be beautiful in that case uh, is, you know, paint. Spray paint majority of the frames white and then select frames oh. that you really love, spray paint gold and silver, and then the metallic ones just kind of get accented and strewn through the rest of the white frames. See, this is why I have a friend that's a creative like this. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's not overkill with just yeah. the way that he just described it. And this. then it becomes light and airy. You incorporate some of the mix of metallics into the space, but now you don't have a feature wall of dark frames. You have this this bright kind of, you know, um, calming and inspiring, you know, wall of picture frames. And I know a lot of your photography is also black and white, mm-hmm. which would, would also be, be stunning with, with, that, with that setting. Yeah. Um, and it's just those things alone. You could put them back in the same exact space on the same exact wall, frame totally for frame, different. and you would have a completely different energy. I'll never get them up exactly the same, so I'm going to take one down at a time. Uh, yeah, that. Put it back out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't patch any holes. Yeah, yeah. So, I, okay, so those are some really great creative ideas. Now, let's look at what's coming into well, some of the trends that are coming into it. Because if we're going to repurpose what we have, we want to be on trend with those. So we know metallics. Yeah, um, yep. are very popular. Those, yes. But what about textures and colors? You know, we're coming off of what was what's the Pantone color of the year? It was kind of pale. It was like baby yeah. blues and yeah. pinks. Yeah, yeah, lots of lots not, and lots of blues. not really good for majority decor type of thing. So it was <laughs> yeah. kinda, it was all very pale and pastel. It was more of a specific taste. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, so um, I know that there was like some some pinky tones, some kind of peachy pinky these tones, ma- kind of mauvey, dusty. And mauvey, dusty tones and stuff like that. But they were all very light and pale. So, you know, we don't know what Pantone color is yet because they usually introduce that at the beginning of the year. Um, But what are you seeing as some of the trends that are coming in other than the metallics? Well, I think actually right now it's it's a lot of more vivid colors again that, that we're seeing. But... But when I say vivid, I'm I'm not referencing um, you know primary neon. colors and neons. <laughs> F- 
think think vivid earth tones, gem tones. There's oh. depth to them. They're not so but bright. But they're not v- vibrant. Yeah, it's alone. not a cherry red pillow on your sofa that, you know, seems childish or youth too, you know, too youthful. It's it would be a ruby red. It would be that, okay, that jewel deep tones. garnet. Yeah, I like those, the jewel tones. Those jewel tones, but they're matched with neutrals. Okay, and so a purple, a really beautiful purple pillow on a nice uh, off-white or, or beige yes, couch or Yes, or even like a that. chocolate brown, you know, leather chair with oh, an yeah. amethyst-toned um, with an amethyst-toned pillow would just be beautiful because that that chocolate brown becomes such a strong backdrop. Or imagine if you had like a chocolate brown leather club chair and you threw an emerald green accent mm, pillow on there. I love the depth of all of those There's, colors. Yes. Because I'm all about colors. Like I was never the person that went with the white shears and the white walls. No, and, yeah. You know, the the, the white beige yes. type of tones. And, I like color. And then it's about layering. So here we're talking about using colors to to layer but then there's also the texture part and texture works in two different ways which is really interesting texture can happen from pattern and texture can happen from actual texture um, in a fabric and what's fun for my a perfect example in my studio I have a lot of plays of kind of um, those pyramid diamond type of patterns where mm-hmm. it's a diamond shape but there's the little it steps. It has a dimension yes. feel to it. Yeah, it's got a step to it and that is in my rug. It plays off in one of the throws that I have in my home um, and it also plays up in some of the other um, design accents that I have and because they're all within the same family of pattern but are different in their own right they work together. They work together. I, yeah, I think but I would... break it up with solids, so it's not just pattern on pattern on pattern. Uh, yeah. So that creates a, a what I would call a visual texture. So texture in design, and then there's texture in actual yes, touch, yes. tactile feel. Yes, which is great. So let's say you have, um, you know, like a woven linen sofa. It's it's got texture, maybe there's um, some thicker aspects to it, there's some finer aspects to it, and then you add in um, maybe uh, like a a soft alpaca throw that creates Uh, more of that soft, luxurious, silky texture. Yeah, yeah. Silkier texture. Exactly, but then you could have a pillow that's backed in a natural linen or maybe maybe you have a or the a, beaded pillows that I saw the beaded on pillows the Jonathan Ad- or the Adler Mongolian website. lamb pillows you <gasps> add an aspect pillows. of fur to it so there's lots of uh, ways of adding that texture because our beaded pillows you know the beads almost sparkle like glitter if you yeah. will um, they're a metallic bead so you you get a pattern and then you get the reflection of light so you're creating Again, another visual texture as well as the physical texture. Or also what's really, really fun are, are rugs. 
you know, rugs are a great way of adding texture because they can be flat woven or big and Or big and, mm-hmm. and fluffy, right? Yep, yeah, exactly. Good. All right. Well, I love all the ideas. You have inspired me. But, Thank you. know, you. we're still in the Christmas and holiday mode, so I'm going to love my holiday decorations. But We've I'm, got a little I, while. I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to invite Drew over to my house and I'm going to say, okay, what do I need to do? So Perfect. I have the access to that. If, um, if you have any questions or you're interested in a little bit more on some of these designs, you know, check out Jonathan, jonathanadler.com and see some of the new patterns and trends that are coming up. And then, of course, uh, my friend Drew here, Drew Noreen, uh, he works for Jonathan Adler, and he's happy to help you. He's at the Phoenix location in the Biltmore Plaza. So yeah, check yeah. him out if you're local here. All right, so we've got a great show coming up next week. Thank you, Drew, for being Thank here. Thank you for having me, Bonnie. We are going back to beauty uh, on the body, and we're going to be talking about this very interesting device called Brain Telect. And so if you are somebody that has insomnia and can't sleep or you have anxiety, things like this, this is a very interesting product. So our guest next week is going to be able to share all about brain state technologies to improve sleep and performance. So be sure to join us next week. As always, thanks for being here. And remember to always be you in beauty. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.